Welcome to the 2B1 Life Epic Journey Podcast. I'm Sonny Zentmeyer and along with my amazing bride, Cindy, we believe that God has created marriage for an epic and heroic journey. Every great adventure and expedition has a desire for victory, a strategic plan, and guides along the way. Everyone wants a marriage that wins. And we want to encourage you to live different, to love different, and to finish strong as we follow God's plan for oneness through the wilderness here on earth. We're so grateful you're here, and we believe that God will prompt you to discover His plan for your marriage as you live out your adventures together. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Epic Journey Podcast. This episode is Next Level Faith, and this is Sonny and Cindy with you today. So we're going to be talking about the importance of growing your faith to the next level and the opportunities that God presents to help you grow in your faith and in your belief and trust in him and what you might be and what he might be inviting you into as you journey together through marriage and in life. We believe that marriage is an epic and heroic journey through the wilderness with God. I know you've heard us say that before. And the wilderness here on earth is full of wonder and excitement, but it's also about living in unknowns, the uncertainties and the challenges and trials, and sometimes the pain and heartache you can experience here on earth. But you have a God that is certain. That's so cool. And he is always at work around you and invites you to join him in what he is doing. And he gives us a choice to participate or not. But he wants, you to, he wants to give us opportunities to grow our faith and experience him at work in our lives and in our marriages and in ways that only he can do. So let's start off with prayer and ask God to guide us as we get started today. Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity to join you in what you're doing. Lord, we just ask that you would... Uh, just release we just release the Holy Spirit today in our conversation, in our communication. Lord, and though the couples that are joining us, so we just in, uh, uh, in, encourage them to be in t- attentive to what you might be calling them into. We know you're calling them into something. We thank you for that. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, so years ago, Cindy and I took a small group Bible study called Experiencing God by Henry and Richard Blackaby. And, and Claude King. Amazing right? study. Amazing. Revolutionary. Yes. Revolutionary for us. And wow, what an eye-opener that was. And, and it really gave us this incredible framework that taught us how to be more attentive and to be able to notice what God was doing in our lives and then choose choose to follow and join him. Yeah, yeah. I think, Sonny, I, I think one <laughs> of the things that came out of that study for us was we felt like we were coming up with these great ideas and then we would decide what we were going to do. And then we would go to God and say, Hey, Hey God, we're going to go do this. Want to come along? And we would invite him to join us. I know. And it's so funny when we think about it now, it's like, God's probably looking and going, yeah, that's not a bad idea, but it's oh so teeny of an idea. <laughs> but, you know, also as we went through the study and we learned the seven realities of experiencing God, which we're going to talk about in a minute, it gave us a whole new perspective. And really, like you said, it was like a framework to get better at discerning what God was at work already doing and then how he was inviting us into his work. Right. And I, I think really for us, 
this has been life changing for our marriage. It is one of the keys that that really changed our marriage into a really a, a growth, yes. a huge growth curve. Absolutely. And so, uh, but over time, as we've continued to realize the importance of growing our faith to the next level, God has just continued to allow us to see how this just keeps our marriage getting better and better. And so growing your faith, it's just going to put you on a growth curve, like we said, in your marriage, not a decline. God's plan for your marriage is that it gets better over time. Right. It's not the world's plan says, oh, you get married and then it's all downhill after that. Right. But no, God wants us to grow closer over time, more intimate over time. And he wants us to finish strong. And he does that through strengthening our faith and building the endurance of our faith. So and good. It, you know, James 1 verse 2 it says this, consider it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance and let endurance have its perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Listen, he's not saying here, be joyful about the trial you're in. He's saying, be joyful about what's going to happen with your faith as mm. a result of the so trial. Cool, right? So our faith is going to be strengthened. Your faith is going to be strengthened in the trials if you choose faith over fear and doubt and we believe that God also calls each of us into a unique purpose together in marriage and through that he's also going to develop and strengthen our faith in order to accomplish the good works he has prepared for us you know it takes great faith sometimes when you're working with your spouse on something <laughs> especially when you're working with me <laughs> yeah. yeah so let's talk about these seven realities as we head into our discussion today about next level faith. So here they are. The seven realities of experiencing God are, number one, God is always at work around you. This means, you know, we need to have an awareness. Right. So if we look at awareness, God's word talks about having eyes that see, ears that hear, a sensitivity to noticing God, and that he is very involved in our life. I think one thing is so cool about this is that this was something that was really personal to me because we talk about God's involved in our lives. Sometimes we put everybody together in right. that, and we just right. assume as he's whole. as a whole. Which he is. Yeah, which he is, right. right. Because he's everywhere, right? right. But he's also, he is definitely interested in me. He's yes. definitely interested in you individually. So yeah. you need to be paying attention and being more observant of the people, places, and things that are taking place. This gets better over time as you spend more time in relationship with him, but also with practice and being intentional about it. You know, even saying it out loud, hey, today I'm going to pay attention and see if I can pick up on what God is doing in my yeah, life. Yeah, it even comes to the top of your mind mm -hmm. sometimes when you notice something and you're like, all right, God, what are you up to? Mm -hmm. And I think that pleases God because then we're acknowledging his presence sure. and his active activity as if it would please anybody day. that we spend time with sure. right yeah it, you know it's like a mystery and god gives us clues the better you are at your at your at knowing your spouse you know kind of like so the better you are at knowing your spouse which is kind of tough for guys the more discernment you have about them and it's the same for god so pay attention to who is walking in your door you know, who are you crossing paths with that maybe you haven't seen in a long time? Yeah. Holy smokes, this morning I walk into a meeting 
8 o'clock this morning. There's a buddy of mine. I haven't seen him in probably 15 years. So cool. Okay, so God, what are you up to? Yeah, that happened to me today too. Somebody that I haven't seen in probably a year or more, um, she accidentally pocket dialed me. So her name came up on my phone. And so then I could tell that she, you know, hung up real quick. And so... Um, I texted her and said, hey, it looks like you pocket dialed me, but I haven't talked to you in a while. I just want to say hi. hope you're doing great. And then she texted me back and we had this great exchange. And, you know, maybe that's going to be all there is to it. But it could be that God has now put her on my heart for a reason. So Absolutely. I'm going to be staying attentive to that. Yeah. Right? So going back to our, our, is, is our examples, our right? examples, right? So, or maybe when someone brings up like a need or even a spiritual matter, when you notice that someone, you know, in, in your vision might need help, right? Yeah, you know, it's happened to me before where somebody comes up mm -hmm. and says, yeah, you know, I really haven't been going to church. I really want to start going to church again. Hey, God wants you to pay attention to those kind of things. Maybe that's the time he wants you to invite that person. Hey, you should come to our church. We have a great place. You never know what God's going to do as a result of that. Well, you right? sure You're like a link in a chain that leads people closer to Christ. And you don't know which link you are in that chain. No, right? you're not the whole chain, yeah. though. You know that yeah. most of the time. Right. So, so maybe sometime, you know, you may be hunting around. All of a sudden you find some money and you need to put gas in the car, you know. Or maybe God is, is showing himself to you and 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 to begin to just to notice that, just to notice the fact that he's constantly showing up and thank him, acknowledge his favor and blessing in your life and what he may be getting ready to do for you, in you, and of course, through you. Yeah, absolutely. So here's number two. God pursues a continuing love relationship with you that is real and personal. Listen, he is pursuing you. He is coming after you. He wants you to draw close to him. He wants to be in relationship with you. And he'll never stop that. But he is going to reveal his character mm -hmm. to you mm -hmm. through many different ways. But the more observant, aware, and attentive we are, the more we're going to start noticing that God is at work in our lives. Yeah, so number three, God invites you to become involved with him in his work. He invites us. Mm -hmm. At some point, you're going to get an invitation to join him. Huh, might be right now. Through an opportunity of some kind. Maybe you become aware of someone in need and God prompts you and invites you to join him in fulfilling that need. You're, you're in it together. That's such a key point too, right? right? It's not yeah. just about you. It's that he's inviting you to go and serve and do and fulfill. With him. Right. right. And with others too, right. of course. Yeah. yeah. So maybe God prompts you to be more attentive to your spouse that day because you become aware of how busy and tired they've been lately. You know, God is attentive to our needs and he will invite you, especially as a spouse, to do his work in their lives. Yeah, that's so cool. Number four, God speaks in many different ways, but God speaks by the Holy Spirit, through the Bible, prayer, circumstances, and the church, which is the body of believers, to reveal himself, his purposes, and his ways. And here's a great scripture verse. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go... I will send him to you. This is from John 16, 7. And listen, God, Christ knew that his time on earth was not going to be uh, that long. Right. And so 
he has sent the Holy Spirit to minister to us, but also to speak to us, mm-hmm. right? And to, to and to guide us and direct us. Encourage and so, us. Yeah. And so if God speaks, then we need to position ourselves to listen and hear. So we're going to sometimes hear through, through a message, through a friend, through a scripture verse, through maybe a repetitive circumstance that keeps happening, or just by spending time in prayer. Listen, Christ modeled this for us. He would go to God in the quiet. You know, oftentimes he'd go out into the wilderness to do this. This was a very intentional and necessary part of his life. And, you know, I don't remember exactly where it is, but in scripture, you know, he says, I only do what the Father tells me to do. So in order to fulfill that, he had to continually and consistently go to God in prayer. And so listening and hearing God speak is really important. And it takes time. It takes effort. But it's necessary for our faith to grow. sure is. So number five, God's invitation for you to work with him always leads you to a crisis of belief that requires faith, and action. Oh gosh, this is huge. I think this was one of the most pivotal um, realities that we learned because um, just knowing that you're in a crisis of belief, being able to identify that and say, we're in a crisis of belief right now, man, that, that, that directs you right into God and right into others that can maybe help advise you. That's right. right? Yeah. So this, this means God invites you and then requires you to make a decision, a choice, answer the invitation through faith and action. It's always good to recognize when you are in a crisis of belief and pray about the situation together and then take your next steps. Yeah. You know, many times Cindy and I have missed opportunities that God sent our way. Because we didn't notice them or pick up on them or even sometimes, you know, we could have bailed. We could have ignored them. Yeah, I call that living in the land of good intentions where you really want to do something, but God prompts you and then you put it off and then... Before you know it, you you never you never participated. That's right. Yeah, I don't like so, that. So that's gonna happen sometimes, but if we can get more intentional about this and expect these invitations, then we have these amazing opportunities to experience God at work, experience God at work in our lives and how he will work through us in the lives of others. Yeah. So number six. You must make major adjustments in your life to join God in what he is doing. Listen, this is where the rubber meets the road, as they say. And so what I have found is that God doesn't, every time he's calling us out and inviting us into something, it doesn't necessarily mean we're making a major adjustment, but we are allowing him to interrupt our life, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. It, it, this is commitment time. This is where you decide to step out of the boat. You decide to follow through. And and again, we've got to allow God to interrupt our life at any time. And so there becomes a willingness and a surrender to what the Holy Spirit is doing. And for instance, let's say, you know, I'm on my way to meet my girlfriends for coffee and I'm driving in the car. And then the Holy Spirit prompts me and say, hey, you need to go check on Aunt Sally right now. And it's like, you can have that argument. You say, well, but God, wait, I'm going to, you know, I already got plans, right? I'm going to meet my girlfriends. I'm going to be late. You know, lots of excuses. The butts come up. Mm-hmm. But but the Holy Spirit says you need to go check on her now. She's a few blocks over that way. And so there's your crisis of belief. Do I keep going 
or do I follow through on what I believe the Holy Spirit is prompting me to do? And when you surrender and you follow and obey the Holy Spirit, you you go over to Aunt Sally's house, right? And Aunt Sally's there. And sometimes you find out exactly why God sent you. You're like, wow, I'm so glad that God interrupted me. And I went over there. She really needed me. But sometimes seems like things are fine and you're not quite sure, you know, what's going on. But sometimes you may have interrupted something that would have happened had you not gone there. Or sometimes you're just never going to know exactly why God sent you there. At I, know, that I love the story when Jesus was telling the disciples, I believe, or telling a crowd was that, <clears throat> you know, when I was hungry, you fed me. Mm. And he went on and they said, when were you hungry? When did we see you hungry? He right. said, when you when you fed those that were in need. Yeah. That's yeah. when you were. When you did this me. for the least of these, you right. did it for me. Right, right. That's such a good point, and that's so key because oftentimes he's going to interrupt you to do something for a stranger you don't even know. Right. But when you follow through and when you obey, your faith pleases God tremendously. Mm-hmm. And like he said, you're doing it for Him. That's you're right. His hands and feet, mm-hmm. and so He's calling you and inviting you to participate in what He's doing. Yeah. So the disciples were a really good example of making major adjustments because they dropped everything to follow Christ. So they did make some major adjustments. And remember the rich man that just wasn't willing to let go of everything. He couldn't make that adjustment right. to follow Christ. No. Yeah. So number seven. You've come to know God by experiences as you obey him, and he accomplishes his work through you. God's work in your life and your faith in action becomes part of your story, and your story matters. You're going to experience God and have these amazing God stories that you share with others, and that is part of his plan. He wants us to talk about him to others, and it's your story of what he's done in your life that you're sharing. He wants us to remain faithful. Here's some great here are some great scripture verses that speak to that. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a, if a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. That's John 15:5. Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. John 14, 21. So God has great plans to grow your faith, and he is always giving you opportunities to do this. Absolutely. So we're going to take a look at some scripture in Matthew chapter 13, but let's just talk briefly about what's taken place already before this. So what's been happening? The disciples, they're in a relationship with Christ. They're followers. They're day-to-day eating with him. He's teaching in parables, teaching crowds of people as well as them. He's healing the sick. He's casting out demons. You know, the, the blind are receiving sight, the lame walk, the dead um, are raised and the deaf can hear. I their, mean, their minds are being expanded. Yes, their perception, their perspective. Imagine what they're witnessing. You know, they're also seeing that the the poor are being told the good news, and those with leprosy are are being cleansed. And so they're walking together from place to place. They're observing him. They're learning from him, and they're seeing the supernatural that is taking place. These miracles over and over and over again. They're showing up in the natural. 
and Jesus is pouring on the super. Right, exactly. So cool. And so they're in relationship with Christ. And at a certain time, they come to his hometown, to Jesus' hometown, and he was teaching in the synagogue. And then the locals kind of begin to question him. So let's take a look at Matthew 13, 54 through 58. It says this, And he came to his hometown, and he began teaching them in their synagogue, with the result that they were astonished and said, where did this man acquire this wisdom and these miraculous powers? Like, so they're pretty amazed. I mean, at right. the wisdom and what's happening, all these miracles. But then a little bit of doubt creeps in. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's always one right. cynic in the group that starts to poison things. A little familiar. Start the chitter chatter and the right. gossip, right? So in verse 55, it says, is this not the carpenter's son? Is his mother not called Mary and his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? And his sisters, are they not all with us? Where then did this man acquire all these things? And they took offense at him. Mm. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not dishonored except in his hometown and in his own household. But here's the clincher, verse 58. And he did not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. Wow. Wow, right? right? And and one thing that that brings up in my mind also is don't dismiss someone's ability to 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 bring something into your life or a message into your life because you're familiar with them oh, or man. just because um you don't think they have enough credibility or because oh, you know, they're just a a a a kindergarten teacher or something, how could they have the knowledge that I need? You know, I mean, you can puff up your pride and miss out on something that God is doing in your life because of familiarity, right? Yeah, so let's just pause at that for a second. And he did not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. So do you think your belief is important? Do you think Christ wants us to grow in our faith and our belief? Of course, the answer is yes. And as you grow in your faith and you experience God at work in your life, and then that continues to build your relationship and trust, you start realizing the importance of paying attention to what God is doing all around you and what he is inviting you into. It's an ongoing process in our walk with him. He wants you to experience him at work in your marriage and in your life. In Hebrews uh, verse uh, uh, chapter 12, rather, the scripture tells us that Christ is the author and the perfecter of our faith. He invites us to participate in ways that will grow our faith, and he is going to give us opportunities to believe and not doubt. Opportunities. Right? Whew. Opportunities. So we're going to list these seven realities of experiencing God and, and put the link in our episode notes. But let me tell you, guys, this is truly an incredible study. And we believe every believer should do this study. And they've also adapted it for children as well as teens. I mean, it's it's an incredible framework to grow your faith and be attentive to what God is already doing in your life and what he may be inviting you into. You know, and as, as I think about it, um, our daughter did the study on her own when she was in college. She sure did. And so, you know, it is not a study for couples. It's, it's just... 
it can be, and you can go to a small group. And if you have that available, man, that is awesome. We did it that way and it was amazing, but you can also do it on your own. And if your spouse isn't interested or their schedule doesn't permit, you dive into it. I mean, it will change your spiritual walk. It is going to take your faith to the next level. But not only that, when God takes you to the next level, then he's going to give you an opportunity to take you to the next one and take you to the next one, right? And so he's going to keep leveling up your faith. And and we really believe that that God growing your faith is going to allow you to grow even closer together in your marriage as well. And it's just going to continue to strengthen your marriage and your walk with Christ and your relationship with him and with each other. So we're excited uh, for what you know, we pray that God will just really um, let this message just um, be captured by your heart, and that you will begin to just pay attention and and look around you and become aware of the different ways that God is at work in your life and where and, He's inviting you into. Yes, where He's inviting you into, and then realize there's there's more from there. Then you're gonna maybe reach a crisis of belief that. This is what God is really calling you to do, and he's going to ask you to step out in faith. And remember, you're doing it with him. You are not doing this alone. He is inviting you to join him. The results are not up to you. Right. The results are not up to us. That's what's so cool. We can join him, and we let him handle the results. That's right. That's right. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much for what you're teaching us, for what you're revealing us. We thank you for um, the Blackabees and Claude King and for what you have done through them. This is an example of they stepped out in faith and they wrote this study and they listened to your words. And Lord, you are continuing to use what they stepped out in faith in for other people's lives and our lives. And Lord, you want to do this in this in each of us. You want us to pay attention to what you're doing, to, to be in relationship with you so that we can acknowledge you and we can see you at work. And as you invite us in, Lord, help us to, to step out in faith. Help us to be obedient to what you're calling us to do. Lord, we know that there are going to be times that we reach a crisis of belief, but one of the most beautiful things that we can do is realize that we are in a crisis of belief, that you're inviting us into something way bigger than ourselves. And Lord, we know that we can trust you in that. We ask you, Lord, to um, help us to learn how to let you interrupt our lives for the benefit of growing our faith and reaching out and touching other people. We know, God, that we're going to be able to experience you in even deeper and closer ways to see you and how intimately you you are involved in our lives. And so, Lord, thank you. Thank you for just being so available and so concerned and and showing us so much love and favor and blessing in our everyday lives. We just thank you that you are concerned about the smallest things to even the largest things. So, Father, just help us to step out in faith Continue to grow in faith with you and in our life and in our marriage. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, guys, thanks so much for joining us. I hope that you were blessed by this week's message. I know we were. Yes. It's exciting. It always works out well for us, too. Mm -hmm. But listen, if it did, hey, hit the stars. You know, give us some stars like this program, and we'd love to hear from you. You don't need to comment, but if you would like to comment, we would love to hear from you and we'll respond. Thanks so much, and we look to see you again real soon. 
Thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, we ask that you would leave a review. You don't need to write anything, just tap the stars. It'll help us reach other couples. If you don't already, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at 2B1Life. It'd be a blessing to have you join our community as we walk in faith together through life in this epic and heroic journey. Thanks for listening.